Welcome to Aquifer's Educator Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Robbins. Today I'm speaking with Kelsey Doherty about the template she and her colleagues developed to standardize how aquifer cases are debriefed and to help faculty achieve curricular learning objectives. In this podcast, Kelsey and I will review each of the template's component parts. If you'd like to follow along, you can access a copy of the template by visiting our show notes. Kelsey is an assistant professor in the Physician Assistant Program at the University of Colorado Child Health Associate Physician Assistant Program, or CHAPA. Kelsey, I can't wait to get started. Thank you for making the time to share this valuable resource. No, of course. I'm so happy to be here. Before we get into our discussion, I'd love to hear a little bit about your educational program and the teaching that you do. Sure. So I, I joined the faculty at the University of Colorado, the CHAPA program in 2018, and it was really right at the start of this new curricular launch. One of sort of the core aspects of this new curriculum was dedicated case time every single week for our didactic students. So that ended up being one of the big things that I helped with during this curricular launch was finding ways to sort of standardize our case time. Um, and that's one of the things that I do on the faculty, but I also teach a couple of the courses um, and then also teach our clinical skills course as well. How did the idea for a standardized debriefing instrument come about? We started using the aquifer cases, but we realized that not all of the faculty were quite using them in the, right, the same way mm-hmm. and that there wasn't always a formal debrief happening after the cases. But those times that the debrief was happening, the students really liked it because I think they liked the opportunity to hear from either a faculty member or a content expert to really take a deeper dive into the case topics. And I think it was also a great opportunity for some really rich discussions with the students about, let's talk about how did how did we come up with this differential diagnosis? Let's talk through what were the pertinent positives and negatives from the history what did you think about the exam and why why were those physical exam components done, do you think? Like it gave us a platform to really talk about these concepts in more depth. And so there were several of us faculty that were added to this kind of case team committee that was mm-hmm. sort of tasked with standardizing the way the cases were being used. And that's how we came up with sort of this debrief template to ensure that no matter what case was being used, that the faculty were sort of debriefing the experience in the same way so that the students kind of knew what to expect. Many of us faculty run these cases ourselves, but we also call in some content experts. Mm -hmm. And it also allowed us to provide them with something, hey, here's kind of how we run these debriefs. Please feel free to add your own content, you know, as you Mm -hmm. see fit, but it allowed us to ensure that even these outside sort of people were still running the case debrief the way that we wanted them to. Right. So they don't have to worry that they're doing something the students aren't expecting. Exactly. Exactly. And then it also really made this case time more sustainable for faculty because, as you know, creating all this content takes a lot of time. And so if we if we created this sort of debrief PowerPoint that was a sort of choose your own adventure kind of framework that they could literally just plug and go, the faculty really appreciated that. 
What are some of the biggest benefits, do you think, in terms of learning from the student perspective of having faculty use this template? It really provides, kind of like I said earlier, that that sort of platform for a richer discussion. You know, it kind of makes sure that the faculty doesn't miss any of the key concepts mm-hmm. you know, that we want them to discuss. And I think it's it's provided a way for us to also integrate a lot of different concepts that the students are learning mm-hmm. elsewhere in the classroom and really helps them pull it all together and yeah. see the big picture and talk about concepts maybe not even necessarily related to the diagnosis, but talk about things like how do you set a mutual agenda for a patient? You know, you guys have some great cases where the the patient coming in has multiple different issues. Mm-hmm. How do you figure out how to prioritize a multi-issue visit? You know, so it allows us to also talk about things like that that are so critical to medicine that I don't think always gets taught in a formal kind of classroom setting. It strikes me also that the student has access to this template and can prepare better sometimes. Has that been your experience? I think so. And I, you know, we do post these debrief PowerPoints ahead of time. So I think it does, yeah, give them a nice framework for what what are the key things we're going to be talking about in the case. Mm -hmm. It's also, I think, a nice way for them to take notes from the discussion. So our students really like having PowerPoints to take notes on. And so that's another, I think, example of of why they like that. The PowerPoint also just helps keep everyone on on task and Mm -hmm. and talk about the key things that we want to make sure get discussed. Could you walk through, say, a a typical case-based session? So I walk into the classroom, I sit down, and what happens next? Yeah. So they can either work on the case ahead of time if they want to, or we give them usually about 45 minutes to an hour to work on it during that dedicated case time. And then we start the debrief typically at the top of the second hour. That's when the faculty member or the content expert brings up the debrief PowerPoint and start kind of starts in on, all right, we're going to talk about the case now. And usually what I have the students start with is I ask someone to provide a summary statement of the entire case. And then I start through, you know, the debrief PowerPoint. And the first couple of slides are just showing them what were the case objectives. The second thing we go through is, you know, just the key highlights of the case. So I sometimes will just show them up on the screen or sometimes I'll ask for the students to give them to me, but I'll say, what were some of the pertinent history components? What were some of the pertinent negative history components? And then we usually walk through the exam findings next. And then this is kind of the choose your own adventure part is what what were the key parts of the case and what do we want the debrief to focus on? So sometimes the focus then shifts to what's the, let's talk about the pathophysiology of this condition again. Or sometimes the focus is how did you come up with your differential diagnosis? Let's talk through the medical decision-making part of that. Or sometimes if the diagnosis is a little more straightforward or known, sometimes the focus is on the management. So now that you know what's what's going on with this patient, what do we want to do? We also have in our program something called schemas, which are 
sort of documents we provide to the students every week that center around the clinical presentation topic they're going to be learning about. And it gives them sort of a, a differential diagnosis and a map into sort of the what are the concepts you need to think about in someone with abdominal pain, for example, just to, again, get them to really hone their, their clinical reasoning skills. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a framework to help them organize their knowledge base. Exactly. So you go through clinical skills, if that's something that's, I guess, really highlighted in the case, or if there's some particular exam you might be focusing on, is right. that it? Yep. An example of that might be, you know, I run a case for them where the patient comes in with right wrist pain. Mm-hmm. And I actually have them during the debrief get into pairs and perform what they feel a focused physical exam would be for someone presenting with wrist pain. I love that. It's all about rehearsing. Yes, exactly. So I see the seventh slide has to do with clinical reasoning. One example of a case I'm doing in two weeks is a patient coming in with an acute kidney injury. And so we spend much of the case talking about. Our, our clinical reasoning, what's your differential diagnosis, but we spend most of the time actually talking about what are the diagnostic tools that we can use to further work up AKI? How do we know what's going on with the patient? What other tests or things do we need to do to get more information about what's going on? And so we really take the time in that debrief to really ensure that the students understand that component and that workup that you might do for someone with with an EKI. Say that you're doing this case with your learners and you think clinical reasoning is where it's at. Is it likely that your colleague's going to be also focusing on clinical reasoning? You know, that's something, yeah, that we talk about ahead of time and that that's what gets plugged into the, the debrief PowerPoint or what are the key components that we want to talk about. Either I actually will create the debrief PowerPoint for them ahead of time and, and give it to them and they can add some of their own content knowledge. Or if it's someone that really knows our curriculum quite well and has done this before, sometimes they will, will create the, the PowerPoint using that framework that we give them. Anything interesting about the management section that you want to share with me? Yeah, I think, again, that's if kind of a key component of the case is management. That's an area that we'll really talk to the students about. One example is there's an osteoarthritis case of an, you know, an older woman with knee pain. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really nice discussion. What are some of the treatment options for osteoarthritis? What's first line? You know, what are some of the supportive care options that we provide to patients with osteoarthritis? Okay, then what's the next step? Say they fail you know, supportive care, if they fail things like, you know, using over-the-counter pain medications, physical therapy, what's the next step for them then? And then what's the next step beyond that? So it's a nice way to, again, reinforce maybe what they've learned earlier in that week in a more formal lecture, but Mm -hmm. seeing it directly tied to a case, it helps them conceptualize some of the concepts they're learning about in, in a formal, you know, lecture and making it more tangible. I wonder if this is also a place where you have an opportunity to talk about social determinants of health. Absolutely. The aquifer cases are wonderful discussion boards for some of those concepts. So I know that gets used a lot. They go through the case and maybe 
the case centers around diagnosis, but they have some some key social determinants of health that that ends up being the the bigger focus of the debrief discussion. Mm -hmm. It's not so much, okay, they came in with chronic kidney disease, but, you know, there's someone that they don't have insurance. So how are they going to get dialysis? That may end up being the majority of the debrief discussion is actually the social determinants of health for that patient Mm -hmm. and not so much that they have chronic kidney disease. So after management, the template prompts for discussion about appropriate next steps. Tell me a little bit about that. Especially for our second year students when they're about to go into third year, we want to make sure that they know how to provide return to clinic precautions and what do those look like for the patient given their chief complaint. So that may be what some of the next steps focus on is you know, when when does this patient need to come back? How soon do I need to see them again? How worried am I about what's going on with them? And how do I convey that to, to them? And, you know, what are some of the patient education concepts? You know, am I prescribing a new medication to them? What are the side effects of that medication? How do I talk to the patient about that? Getting the students to actually do it and role play it in a case format like this really helps them, I think, feel prepared for, for their clinical year. They do incorporate some role-playing in these debriefs. We do. And I see you even have visit management where you're, you're going to bring in discussion of billing and coding. Yes. So that's another, another place that we can kind of springboard, you know, even if the aquifer case doesn't go through the mm-hmm. billing and coding, we can talk about, okay, you've, you've seen this patient for, an outpatient visit, a 30-minute visit for knee pain, show Mm -hmm. me how you're going to code and bill for that. And of course, that would be for your, the more advanced students? Correct. How would you recommend other programs integrate Aquifer and your debriefing instrument into their programs? To have sort of key people that any of the faculty can come to and say, hey, we're going to be running this case. Can you help make sure that we're doing it in the standardized way? That's been really helpful. Just kind of seeing how it fits with your curriculum. And then I think deciding on on what you want that to look like and all agreeing on it as a faculty and then implementing it and making tweaks as you go. I mean, that's another thing. We, We created this a couple of years ago and we've modified it based on faculty feedback, based on student feedback. So it it is a very livable, flexible document, setting some type of foundation or framework that people can plug into and and go, I think has been the most beneficial for, for us. I think this is all really exciting. I think it's a wonderful way to engage both faculty and learners. Well, thank you. You know, I'm excited to share and would love it if this helps another group that wants to use Aquifer cases with a debrief. Thanks for joining us this week for Aquifer's Educator Connection podcast. Show notes from today's episode with additional resource links and a copy of the debriefing template are available on aquifer.org. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts and follow us on Twitter to keep up with the latest news. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast, tell a colleague and leave us a review. Until next time, be well. The Aquifer Educator Connection Podcast is a product of Aquifer, your trusted source for clinical learning. It is produced and hosted by Lynn Robbins. 
The show's executive producer is Eileen Olszewski. Audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Show artwork by Carrie Waters. Our theme music, Little Idea, is written and performed by Scott Holmes. For more information, please visit our website, www.aquifer.org.